Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. In Australia, most stay-at-home parents are still mothers, but not in the Zepps household. Sean is the father of twin toddlers and has been the stay-at-home carer for them at different points of these last two years. He also blogs at Bringing Up Gabies. He's here to talk to us about when being a dad sucks. And I should add, before we go into this interview, that this isn't about when the kids won't stop crying or they make a huge mess. This is about when the world at large makes life hard for dads. Hi, Sean. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. (laughs) What is the most sucky thing about being a stay-at-home dad in this day and age? Mother's groups. <laughs> They're what sucks most. Just leaving us out. Damn. So what happened when you got the twins home? Um, because when you have a baby, a lot of the hospitals will connect you with a mother's group. That's what right. What happened to you? So we were in an unfortunate situation. We were living in Los Angeles, going to live with my parents in America, uh, in Boston, that area for a little while, and then moving here. So there wasn't... That ability in the states in most progressive cities, they're called parent groups now, and the hospital would still make that recommendation for you. So for us, um, when we were doing our classes in Los Angeles, there were two. There was like our local area parent group, and there was also a twins um, weekly meetup. So I felt really comfortable at that. The problem was when I moved to Australia. <laughs> um, so at the time, obviously, gay marriage was not legalized back then. Then two weeks later, you guys found out I was coming and you're like, we need to make this legal for him. (laughs) Two weeks later, plebiscite (laughs) happens. So, you know, everywhere I go, it becomes legal. Don't don't let that get out there because you're going to have to travel to a whole other country. I know, I know. Um, And I went down to the park, like, you know, of course, naturally the first week. And I did see a group of women and I went up and talked to one of them who I'm good friends with now. And they made it quite clear in a very nice way uh, that it was real. It was a group for women. Um, So then I went online and I looked kind of into not just the local one, but some of the surrounding towns. I called two of them, reached out to one of them on Facebook and got a similar answer. I was able to find mother's groups that were open to having me, but they were quite far away. Like the one that I ended up going to for a little bit, I had to drive for 30 minutes. And so I was that's shocked. Not, that's not the point of a I parent know. group. I was shocked and I was upset and I was really frustrated um, for Did a while. Did they say Why? Yeah. Um, well, I actually reached out to the council because uh, I was like, this is your problem. Like, I'm a member of your council. I'm, I live here and I need help and I need support and I want it and I'm not really getting it. Like, provide an answer for me. I actually completely understand the need and desire for a mother's group of just women after the birth specifically. You're going through so many physical changes. You've just gone through pregnancy and men can't relate to that. So right after, to- you totally got me. Where you lose me is that if a woman adopts, if she doesn't carry, if she's a single mother, she gets welcomed into that group. If you're a lesbian couple and either both of you carry at some point or one of you or none of you, you get welcomed into the group. But just because of my gender, even though I'm the stay-at-home father, I'm not getting the invite, that seems a little wrong. So you that's where you lose me. So I think... The reason why men haven't been historically welcomed makes sense. The argument I always hear is we won't be able to talk about our vaginas. We won't be able to talk about our husbands. 
And I'm like, I got you. So maybe there can be a window or like, a, you know, one day where <laughs> the men can't come or, you know, they can't arrive for the first year. But if someone is a primary caregiver, then they should be welcomed. I just feel that those, well, in my experience, in my mother's group, mm. that it was the experience of having young babies that made us close. And yeah. Yeah, we probably talked about a vaginas at some point, but... Mm. I don't know that that was the point. That wouldn't be a point of exclusion. Yeah. Because I, it's, an, it's an intimate time of your life that you're sharing about your child. Totally. I think anyone who survived a month, six months, <laughs> a year of parenting knows that, like, parenting doesn't go easier or harder on you because of your gender. It is difficult. And when I, all of the women who I'm close with who have children, um, talk openly about their experience vagina or not and if you can't handle that then like you're in the wrong role as a parent it's just a part of life I didn't have to carry but I still needed to be aware of what happened and if you are a straight man who's decided to be a stay-at-home parent and your wife who's carried has gone through labor and gone back to work and you can't handle those conversations then you shouldn't be allowed to go to parenting groups either like it's on men as much as it's on women back then i wasn't comfortable standing up and like fighting for what's right now that i've spent more time in this country and i realize how open um, and caring this community is, uh, you know, about LGBT rights and also about paternal leave policies and making it better for everyone. I feel like if I was a, you know, a first time parent again, it would be, it would be the right time to stand up and go, well, wait a second, here I am, a, a, a parent staying at home with two children and looking for help. You know, men are struggling one out of every 10 dads has postnatal depression of, of some sort. Um, that's a really high number. That means in your group of girlfriends, like one of your husband, you know, their husbands is probably suffering. And if he's a stay-at-home parent, he's more likely to suffer. And so they need support of people who are going through similar things as much as anybody else. And what a shame to say you have to be of the same gender in order to understand those yeah, problems. Yeah, exactly. How are we going with public amenities these days? Uh, is there a place for you to change the kids? In, in like popular public places, we're doing extremely well. The Westfields of the world, you know, just have big parent rooms. And if you go into the male bathroom, you will, you know, if they don't have a parenting room, they absolutely have it. My problem in, in this country and in America, in my experience, is like anything that's older than 10 years, you just are stuck. I have probably had 20 experiences in Australia where I haven't been able to change my kids. And so I've had to ask them how I could how I could do that. And I just put it right on them. I'm like, okay, totally fine that it's only in the women's bathroom. If it was a single woman's bathroom, I would just tell them I'm going in there and that that's being done. But usually it's not. And in that case, I'm like, well, what would you like me to do? Because I have children with poop in their diaper and I'm sitting eating a meal and paying you money. So help me. And, and you have twins as exactly. well. Like I actually need a room that needs to happen. Um, just like with everything, year after year after year, it gets better. I think Australia is doing great, especially in big public places. Well, that's good. Do the park mums talk to you? No. Still? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Do I... they, can they not look at you and see how much fun you are? Well, I think they think I'm a nanny. Oh, really? A yeah, because you're yeah. young. I actually had that today. <laughs> really? But she asked me, she was like, how long have you been watching these kids? I was like, their entire lives? 
I have a lot of energy. I'm very like proactive and kind of creating things for the children when we're out and about. Um, I think I disrupt that kind of typical standard male macho model for dads. Um, so I think people look at me and they go, uh, wow, my, you know, definitely gay and must be, a, you know, just watching them for the day. And I wish they were he was watching my kids because he seems fun. But <laughs> I've actually asked a couple women this because I've wanted to write about this subject because it's so interesting to me, like why they ignore me. And the answer is quite simple. It's like um, most men who watch children um, at parks are only there on the weekends to cover for their wives so they can sleep. They're just there for a day. Um, and we still have a lot of like old gender issues in the back of our heads. Even I have them. Like I still get nervous sometimes talking to other people's kids. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to think I'm like a creepy pedophile, but, or like on a bus, for example, I see a little kid the same age as mine and I'll start talking to them. I love kids. Like I'm, I've, I'm, I was desperate to be a dad. I'm totally meant to be one. And so sometimes I'll get this look of like, what are you doing? Like, stop it. But if I was a woman, people would be thrilled. Um, And yeah, so even today, took my kids down to the park for two hours and there was four women and two of them were nannies and two of them were moms from what I can glean. And I was just like totally avoided in a way that um, like I have to be the one to to start the conversation, I have to go over and say so hello. That's so interesting because I I hate the park yeah. and anything interesting in the park that's out of the norm. Yeah, you would be out of the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know that person. I, I want to talk to you. My husband's older than I am. Um, he fits more of the mold of obvious dad. He's also presents as quite masculine. And so he gets, he comes back with stories all the time. So I do think it's an age thing. And I do think because I present a little more feminine that they just like put me in some strange box and go, well, it's probably just easier to not talk about it. When Josh is with the kids, it's, you know, okay, you're definitely the dad. Let's, we can have that conversation. Where's your wife? It might be the first thing they ask him. Yeah. And also there's a kind of admiration that comes with, a, a male figure like you're speaking about, Josh, mm. because I know my husband, when he goes to the park, he goes with a guitar, a drumstick. He loves playing his guitar. He loves playing with the kids. And um, I feel like women flock to him. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> like, they're like, oh, wow, aren't you a good dad? Yeah. You're out looking after the kids. Yeah. And isn't it interesting that there's those two responses? Mm. And have you ever had that response, though, when people – know that you're the dad, that you get more accolades for being male and looking after children? Mm, I think I get all the standard um, negative responses that straight men get, which is the first question is, where's your wife? Or go home and thank your wife or uh, babysitting for the day. All those questions where you're just sitting there thinking like... I wish I was babysitting. I'd love to get paid for this, but I'm definitely not. I'm just a dad doing my job. You know, straight men have hated those lines forever and ever and ever and ever. And we just need to, you know, this is my call to Australia. Just stop. Um, and it is just such a weird thing to look at someone doing their best job. Your husband's a great example. With his guitar at the park, watching his kids, and first thought is not to go, good job. This is awesome. The, your initial thought is to go to the wife. It. If we did that to women, it would be super offensive. We do do that to women, and it is super offensive. It's just funny that we 
as humans socially look at someone else and don't go to the glass half full, just positive. I've had a couple people, they're usually older, just walk by and go, way to go, dad. And that's all. That's all you got to do. Parenting sucks whether you're a man or a woman. It is hard. <laughs> it is so difficult. We know that. It's the other parents who can be the worst. I've said this before, and I'll say it a million times until it's like plastered on T-shirts. The worst part of parenting is other parents. Yeah. It is. Yeah, they're the one, judgmental they're ones. They're the judgmental ones. I, I do it. I catch myself as a person complaining right now, literally saying to my boss who has triplet daughters, like, God, your wife is a superhero. Instead of being like, <laughs> you both are superheroes for surviving it. You know, you just go right back. And that's because it's just built into our culture and society. Hopefully it changes over time. I think you'll be the one to change it, Sean. Dun, dun, dun. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. That's Sean Zepps. He's a father of twin toddlers and blogs at Bringing Up Gabies. We'll put a link to his website in the notes of this episode. Would you ever move your family to a completely foreign country and culture? I don't know if people can imagine what a Spanish colonial town looks like, but it's, it kind of looks like... It's it's very special European feel to it, mixed with people in um, traditional South American um, garb, you know, that they wear. It's it's pretty it's amazing. Colourful, it's colourful, right? It's very colourful. It's quite vibrant, actually. That's illustrator Ben Sanders. When he moved to Bolivia with his family, his kids were aged five and seven. In the next interview of Feed, Play, Love, Ben talks about falling in love with sloths, living at 3,000 feet above sea level and working with street kids. Debbie Ning is our producer and I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. See you next time. Running a home takes a lot of energy. So at Energy Australia, we've created the Total Energy Plan. An energy plan that, yes, ticks the boxes. Get a discount off your total energy bill, guaranteed. No lock-in contracts and fixed rates for 12 months. Find out how you can save with our Total Energy Plan. Energy Australia. Light the way. Conditions apply. To view basic plan information documents, visit energyaustralia.com.au.